What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Weekly Watt for Friday, May 13th, 2022. I'm your host, Colin Jenkins, alongside my guest today, Crystal O'Keefe, the co-host of the extremely popular Peloton podcast, The Clip Out, and Tonal podcast, The Superset. How's it going? Great. How are you doing, Colin? Thank you so much for having me. No, of course. Uh, I'm really excited for this, uh, the homecoming keynote event. Um, you know, as as you know, there's usually something excited or some new stuff announced for sure during these uh, events, especially during the keynotes. And so I wanted to have you on because uh, one, there's probably not many people who know as much about Peloton and the history of Peloton mm-hmm. or what's going on in Peloton as you. Um, and, and two, I think, you know, you've been around for a while within the Peloton community and can maybe share some insights into um, a lot of things, but also just around what homecoming is. Cause you know, I've been around Peloton for a little over a year and I did kind of watch last year's digital homecoming event. Um, but you've been to like the, the actual ones when they used to have it in person, right? Yes. Yes, I have. It actually started in, uh, it was 2015 or 16 was the first one. I think it was 15. Um, and wow. it was actually started by a group of people who rode from home. It wasn't started by Peloton. It was started by actual riders. And I think it was like 20 or 25 people decided, hey, let's uh, let's converge on the Peloton studio. Let's take a bunch of classes mm-hmm. together. And they called it the uh, home rider invasion. And so for several years, it was called HRI. Home Rider Invasion. Even Peloton okay. called it that when they started doing, they started sponsoring the event. And then eventually they flipped the name to Homecoming. So you will still hear OGs respond to or talk about it as HRI because that is what we Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, interesting. I never heard that before. <laughs> interesting. And then, you know, in terms of like these keynote type presentations where they typically announce some of the new stuff that's going on, is that fairly recent then too? Is that like something they've just started doing then maybe in the past year or two? So um, it's been a mixture. Um, Back in 2017, um, it was basically John Foley doing a big speech talking about how far Peloton had come, talking about the instructors, things like that. Uh, 2018, um, that was the first year that I remember there being a big announcement. That was the year that they announced I might be getting it mixed up with 18 and 19. It's a little fuzzy. Mm -hmm. But that was the year that they announced uh, high fives. Um, And we were lucky enough to, um, uh, Tom, my husband, Tom, and I, who co-host the podcast together, we Mm -hmm. got to interview John Foley live on stage during that homecoming. My favorite memory of that event is before we went on stage with John, uh, JV said to him, whatever you do, John, here's, here's the clicker, whatever you do, do not hit this button before we tell you to. And the first thing he did when we sat down was hit the button and tell, and everybody could see that high fives were coming like instantly. It was (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) And he did it on accident. He's just such a sweet guy. (laughs) That's really funny. Um, so it sounds like, you know, it, it seems to me, and I, you know, some of the thoughts around what's going to be revealed on this homecoming. One of the biggest ones that people are anticipating is the possibility of not necessarily announcing that Peloton Rower is going to be going for sale, but at least maybe some sort of teaser or announcement in that end. But I, and I'm curious what your thoughts about that. If that you think that's going to be the case, because I don't think 
the Peloton Homecoming has ever been used to announce a new product before, right? It has not. Um, it has been used for new features. Um, mm -hmm. Like last year, I know they talked about, hey, we're going to be introducing the pause button. So I think my guess is they're going to do it very similarly <laughs> with the rower. It's going to be, hey, the rower is coming. Um, I don't yeah. think we're going to get to know very much about it. We might get to see some pictures, things like that. But we're not, my guess is we're not going to find out the price. We're not going to find out all the other details. It's just going to be, it exists. The rumors are true and it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been a long time, right? So the Peloton rower. Oh, whoa. Let me um, this. Oh, it's happening. Whoa, hold up, hold up. Okay, let me um, mute this real quick. I didn't realize how loud that was going to be. If there's even a way to mute it. Oh, okay. I think, <laughs> um, okay, we'll jump into that. That was really loud. Um, so we'll we'll go back into the homecoming thing. We'll just keep this on the screen. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's hidden behind you. Okay, let's play this and make sure it's lined up so that way we're we're on it live. Um, perfect. Okay, cool. So anyway, um, yeah, the rower will be really interesting to see them. You know how much they announce. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm really curious to have a sense of when they would be released. I feel like, you know, it wouldn't really make that much sense to release a product at this time of the year anyway. I think typically most uh, equipment like this is going to be released towards the end of the year, uh, more towards like September, October when summer's ended and people are um, gearing up for the home. Um, and that's kind of where they've announced previous stuff, right? Or started selling previous new equipment like the tread and the bike right the tread was announced in january a okay. year before it was officially released oh wow okay, okay so people didn't start it didn't start shipping until fall of the next year and um and fall ended up being at my house december 15th it still fell technically in fall yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was uh definitely that last quarter and the bike plus was also in the last quarter it was released in mm -hmm. july of the year it was released so i would agree that it makes sense we're going to hear about it today but we're going to not start seeing it go on sale until that third quarter that's that's typically and that also makes sense from a fiscal year standpoint right because mm -hmm. they're going to be kind of ramping up a new year so that makes sense for them too yeah no i i think that's definitely probably going to be the case, uh, but I'm excited for it. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how or what their take is on rowing. Um, I mean, obviously, it, it'll obviously probably be very, be very similar to their take on biking and uh, on the tread, which is is really great. And <clears throat> I think there was rumors of a uh, rowing boot camps and stuff like that, which I think they're you know Peloton's really leaning into the boot camp stuff um, now, which I think is a you know, personally, I don't know if you, you like boot camps or not, but I really like them. I think uh, they're a really good option and they offer a really kind of intriguing um, class option for, for an alternative for going back to people. People because people are fans of like Orange Theory or the other types mm -hmm. of classes, which typically go back and forth between a rower or a treadmill and some um, moderate, you know, strength type training or cardio training. And um to be able to do that at your home without having to travel and, and do all that stuff. I think it's, um, it's a big deal. And I think that's kind of why they, maybe they're pushing into really building out that boot camp Cause it seems like they're doing a lot with boot camps lately. Like they're, they're adding they a lot of new classes and, and types and options to that. 
I think I think they're looking for ways to build strength in um, and differentiate themselves from other makers of strength products uh, like Tonal. Um, and so I think that they're really leaning into see these free weights. This is this is great. This is why it's great. So I definitely agree. Um, I do enjoy uh, boot camps, although um, I I. I like them because of how fast they make things go. Um, mm -hmm. So if I do like a, a 45 minute boot camp, that feels incredibly easy. Easy might be the wrong word. It goes very quickly compared to a 45 minute endurance run. So I like how quickly it goes. Nice. Yeah. I, it's not, they're not something that would take all the time, right. but they're something I, I would like, I like to put in when I get a chance, um, like once a week, just having like a good, Kind of end of the week thing um so we're gonna get started here in, in really soon um welcome to anybody who's just joining us uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump into watching this homecoming event which is gonna start in about 30 seconds we're gonna jump out of here and mute ourselves so everybody can just watch the keynote without <clears throat> any distractions and then after the show we'll jump back on and talk about what was uh, announced <laughs> What's up, Peloton family? It's Alex Tucson here, and we're so thrilled to welcome you all to Homecoming 2022. Homecoming is our largest member event of the year, and we are pumped to celebrate with this incredible global community. This year marks Peloton's 10-year anniversary, and we couldn't have done it without you, our members. Thank you for all the love and the support you've shown us over the years. All right, let's get into it. Without further ado, I'm excited to introduce you to Peloton CEO and President Barry McCarthy. I'm Barry, Peloton CEO and President I'm excited to be part of this year's homecoming. What I'm most excited about this year is the opportunity to lean into growth, to lean into improving the user experience, improving our software development capabilities to renewed global growth in, in the business. I became a Peloton member when uh, my wife and I were last living in New York. It was 2018, there was a pop-up store down in Battery City where I had my, my first ride. I forever had been a runner and because of injury, um, wasn't able to run anymore and riding the bike became my sanctuary and it's been my sanctuary ever since. The day it was announced I was the CEO, my email blew up. I thought I'd hear from a few people. I heard from like 100,000 people, all of whom were phenomenally passionate about the service I just couldn't possibly have imagined before it happened. My vision for Peloton is we grow a truly global business, um, that we focus on connected fitness, focus on being engineering-led, software-centric, and 100 million users. Today, we're roughly 3 million subs, 6 million users. If we would allow ourselves to imagine a business that encompassed 100 million users, and we begin to think about um, how to manage the journey from here to there. It's forcing us to think in new and different ways, which is good for the business and will be great for our user community. When I think about great member experiences and great brands that have come before, the way that they grew their brands and became dominant in their categories was by continuing relentlessly to invest in providing a great user experience. So when I think about the strength of the Peloton brand, I, I think first about the strength of the community. I mean, it makes me think that this, this is a movement. 
and how lucky we are to have such a passionate user base and how precious an asset that is and how important it is that we continue to invest and nurture it. Thanks, Barry. We're excited to have you. The entire Peloton team is just as energized for year 10 as we were on day one. And this year, we'll continue to bring you more exciting content and new features that I think you'll absolutely love. But before we talk about what's to come, let's take a moment to look back at all that we've accomplished together over the past year. We now have millions of Peloton members worldwide, and we continue to welcome more members every day. To keep up with this massive growth, we've added new discipline in boxing, as well as a bunch of new world-class instructors to our roster globally. In the U.S., we welcome new strength instructors, Brad Lopez and Callie Gullickson, new tread instructors, Daniel McKenna, Kirsten Ferguson, and Marcel Dinkins, and our very first Spanish-speaking cycling instructor, Camila Ramon. And now, I'm going to kick it over to Mylon Bradley in the U.K. Thank you so much. In the U.K., on the tread, we welcome Jermaine Johnson, Susie Chan, Jocelyn Thompson-Rule, and John Hosking. In Germany, on the tread, Marcel Maurer, Jeffrey McEachin, and Tobias Heinze. On the bike, Mila Lazar, Charlotte Weidenbach, and Benny Adami. And to continue delivering on our promise to build a truly inclusive community, we welcome Peloton's first adaptive training consultant and future instructor, Logan Aldrich. Logan will help us empower our members and community with the right tools and resources to make every workout specialized to you. We often say, together we go far, and together means all of us. And I'm so proud of the work our team is doing. We can't wait to show you our adaptive programming. Since 2018, Peloton has expanded internationally. And in 2021, we welcomed Australia into our global family. Australians are passionate about their health and well-being and have always had their finger on the pulse when it comes to fitness technology and experiences, which is why we are especially excited for Australia to join the Peloton community. Shout out to all my members of Australia. As many of you embark on summer travel, I wanted to fill you in on one of our best kept secrets, the Peloton Hotel Finder. In fact, over 1 million rides have taken place in nearly 2,000 hotels across the world. You can celebrate milestones or even fit in a quick sweat while you're on the road. Go to OnePeloton.com where you can sort out your favorite hotel or resort and even book your stay directly. Now, wherever you go, Peloton is with you. By the way, have you flown with Delta Airlines recently? If so, you might have come across Peloton's meditation and stretching classes, guided by our fantastic instructors on Delta Onboard Seatback Entertainment. This marked a major milestone for us. It was the first time that we offered Peloton content on the non-Peloton platform. How amazing is that? Together, wherever, to new heights. Back to our teammates across the pond. Thank you, Myla and Bradley, and to new heights indeed. So speaking of new things, I want to talk about what Peloton is doing to help make fitness more accessible to everyone as a benefit in the workplace. Many often forget that as instructors, we're Peloton employees too. We have back-to-back -back Zoom calls and still sneak out to the kitchen when we hear there's free lunch. But workplace benefits must go beyond free snacks. And just as Peloton prioritizes the physical and mental wellness of their employees, we launched Peloton Corporate Wellness, which allows organizations to provide Peloton as a benefit to ensure their team members are empowered to live healthier and happier lives. 
In addition, through a collaboration with United Healthcare, millions of members can activate a one-year membership to the Peloton app at no additional cost and may be eligible for preferred pricing on our connected fitness products. If you're a United Healthcare member tuning in today, please be sure to check your benefits to see if this exciting offer is available to you. Now, we can't talk about programming without taking a moment to celebrate the amazing things we were able to accomplish together last year. In 2021, we had over 13 billion minutes of workouts on the platform. Some of your favorites included Sundays with Love, the Jess King Experience, which returned for a third season, and Alex Toussaint's competition series, Ride to Greatness. We also launched our newest modality, Peloton Boxing, as a new way to get an incredible cardio workout with no equipment needed. Taught by Rad, Selena, Kendall, Bex, and Jermaine, we were inspired by all of you to make these knockout classes come to life. The team also brought you Dance Cardio Season 2 with classes and routines taught by talented artists and choreographers who work with top artists, including Beyonce and Usher himself. We even launched the Champions Collection, a curation of special training programs developed alongside elite athletes like Allison Felix and Usain Bolt. Speaking of programs, don't forget to check out Crush Your Core 2.0 with me. We also made sure to bring you even more of the music you love. We reinvented All For One and brought you our first ever music festival with 25 of your favorite artists. And it didn't stop there. We partnered with Spotify to launch a curated by Peloton shelf in the Spotify workout hub, which gets refreshed monthly with new playlists curated by your favorite instructors. If you haven't done so already, please follow Peloton and your favorite instructors on Spotify. In the last year alone, we introduced new artist series classes with some of the world's most iconic performers and premiered music from artists like ABBA, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Spice Girls, and Taylor Swift. On top of that, Peloton debuted exclusive remixes of songs from David Bowie, Demi Lovato, and Debbie Gibson. There are now over a hundred plus artist series to experience. Don't forget to check all of them out in the collection area. The newest chapter in our Peloton and Beyonce artist series allowed us to expand on our social impact partnership by providing Peloton bikes in the fitness facilities of 10 historically black colleges and universities. This initiative builds on Peloton and Beyonce's shared commitment to provide access to fitness, inspiring this generation of HBCU students to source their power physically and mentally through movement. Thousands of students were gifted Peloton app memberships at the onset of this partnership, ensuring that students have convenient access to fitness, whether they're on campus or beyond. That initiative was just a small part of the work we're doing to advance the Peloton pledge. To learn more, please visit pledge.onepeloton.com. In February, Matt Wolpers and I played a role in the early development of Lane Break. Lane Break is our first step into gamified fitness for Peloton, which offers a deeply immersive cardio experience that combines animation, music, and reward incentives into a fun workout on the bike and Bike Plus. Lane Break has already been proven to be a crowd favorite, and you can learn more about this feature in our new content experiences panel this weekend. Be on the lookout for more levels coming soon, and if you haven't given it a try yet, what are you waiting for? And we've got even more new happenings over here. In March, we were all very excited for the launch of our first ever podcast, 
Fitness Flipped, where we flip the script on all the things we think we know about fitness. Hosted by our very own Tunde Oyanayan, each week we tackle a different topic in the world of fitness and beyond to transform our own ideas about health, strength, mental wellness, and even ourselves. Every week we release two episodes, including a deep dive where we hear from an expert and a notable personality and an episode with a special member stories on the same topic. I'm lucky to be one of the honorary guests in the podcast, along with Sterling K. Brown, Allison Felix, Phoebe Robinson, Jesus Nice, Robin Arzone, Cody Rigsby, Jen Sherman, and many more. I know for me, I usually tune in while I'm getting some gardening done or when I'm on my way to the studio. Be sure to check out Fitness Flipped anywhere you get your podcasts or right on the Peloton app as an outdoor walk. The perfect way to listen and get some steps in at the same time. In April, we launched On the Leaderboard with Peloton, which is a video series streaming now on YouTube. Ever wonder how your favorite celebrities would fare on the Peloton leaderboard? If so, this one's for you. Check out episode one featuring Usain Bolt alongside Jess Sims on the Peloton tread and episode two featuring Joe Jonas alongside Olivia Amato. And stay tuned for more episodes where guest stars get real about what it takes to show up and work out with a Peloton instructor. We'll be pushing these stars past their comfort zones with quick fire questions complemented with speed and incline. Because when Peloton gets personal, the leaderboard heats up quick. To watch and subscribe to future episodes, please head to Peloton's YouTube channel. Now I'll pass it off to Chelsea and today for some exciting updates on what's to come in 2022 and beyond. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. We've got so much for you to look forward to, and we believe that the best experience comes from a relentless focus on you, our members. Our team continues to improve your experience in innovative ways. We've got some pretty exciting stuff coming your way, and I wanted to share some of that with you today. The first new feature I want to share with you is Invite Friends, an easier way to invite, accept, and celebrate major workouts with your friends directly from your Peloton device. This top requested social feature makes it fun and easy to work out together. Whether it's a milestone or a birthday workout, Invite Friends now allows you to name your special occasion, invite, accept, and schedule workouts with friends all on Peloton. This new feature will help manage workouts with your schedule. Your schedule is now your one-stop shop for keeping track of upcoming group and solo workouts. And just like other social platforms, hosts can see their invitees attendance status, while invitees can choose to accept or decline invitations. The next feature I wanted to share with you is Just Workout. Consistently a top requested feature, Just Workout is about to make it so much easier to track all of your workouts in one place. How? Just Workout unlocks the ability to track uninstructed workouts on the Peloton app and get credit for these activities. To start, just Work Out will allow you to track all your outdoor activities like running, cycling, and walking. But more activity types like indoor workouts are in the works as well. Why else are we excited about Just Work Out? With Just Work Out, you'll be able to listen to your own music from third-party apps like Spotify, track your location, see your route, connect your Apple Watch or heart rate monitor during your workouts, Plus, all of these activities will count towards your streaks, challenges, achievements, and more. 
And just in time for the summer months, Just Work Out will be coming to the Peloton app very soon. Okay, so we've talked a lot about powering up to the next level and reaching your goals. But sometimes it can be just as important to clear your mind and step onto your mat. Are you with me? This two-week program designed by Kira Michelle is the second installment of the new yoga program series, The Approach. Ross launched the first installment in February when he focused on power restorative yoga. In this next installment, Kira will guide you through the foundations of working towards an inversion. She will focus on proper technique, strength, mobility, conditioning work, and using a wall for balance. The program will set a strong foundation for anyone either looking to try inversions or someone interested in building upon their practice. Find out more this weekend in a live conversation with Kira. Now, over to you, Tunde. What's up, Peloton? I am Tunde. My guess is that maybe, perhaps, we've probably taken an arms and lightweight class together. Now, my question for you, are you ready to level up your strength? Because I've got some awesome news. Join us on Guide to Embark on a New Journey into the World of Strength Training. I'll show you that you can lift those heavier weights and you'll feel the results. Train your arms and shoulders with me and grow your strength as you work through this four-week program exclusively launching to Guide members first. The first two days of each week will focus on specific muscle groups, while day three is an assessment to see where you're at and combine the elements learned earlier in the week. Together, we're going to grow from a 10-minute to a 20-minute class by the end of our program. Ah, oh, I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited about it. Matt, over to you. We know we have a lot of powers and writers tuning in with us today, and this announcement is for you. For those of you who may not be familiar, Power Zone Training is a method of fitness training designed to have you working at seven different levels or zones of exertion that are based on each rider's performance using a fitness test called a Functional Threshold Power Test or FTP test, my favorite. If Power Zone Training is entirely new to you, we recommend starting with the Discover Your Power Zones program on your bike. This will take you through a four-week schedule of classes culminating with the FTP test. You can do these with rest days or other classes in between as desired. Today, we are announcing a new program called Peak Your Power Zones. This eight-week program designed by your Power Zone instructors is truly the most advanced program we offer. It's designed to be a level up from the Build Your Power Zones program in order to help riders peak their FTPs. You'll have three training days and four rest days per week. And at the end of the eight weeks, you'll get to retake your FTP test just to see how far you've come. We're always working to make the Peloton platform accessible to all of our members. In the last few years, we've added assistive technology like live subtitles and screen reader to help make our Bike and Bike Plus accessible to the blind and low vision communities. Coming soon, blind and low vision members will be able to navigate and access programming and metrics on the tread via Google's TalkBack screen reader. And they'll also receive real-time feedback about their speed and incline changes. We're continuing our work with members of the accessibility advocacy community to develop an accessibility mode that will make the Peloton Tread a truly inclusive experience for all. Over to you, Adrian, for even more exciting news. Hey, Peloton, it's Adrian Williams, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. We see you showing up every day to bike, run, box, 
hit the mat for yoga, strength classes, and more. So we thought you should be the first to know that we are bringing you yet another way to work out. I can tell you what a game changer it'll be for your workout routine, but why don't I show you instead? Do the rock away. Now lean back. Lean back. Lean back. Lean back. Come on. At Peloton, our global community is united by a spirit of togetherness. This summer, we're looking forward to being powered by this togetherness as we celebrate the opening of our brand new Peloton studios in New York and in London. For those of you who have been to the New York studio, you know what it's like to experience the energy of a driven and supportive community of your fellow members and your Peloton instructor in the room around you, inspiring you to go even harder. The reopening of our studio doors is an important milestone and one that we look forward to celebrating with you. Be on the lookout for more information in coming weeks. This summer, you can expect special classes that honor the spirit of togetherness. We'll wrap things up in August with our annual All for One Music Festival to close out the season strong. So stay tuned for the All for One Music Festival lineup coming soon. Thanks, Matt. I'm so excited to have members working out with me in the studio again. As we wrap up, we want to take a moment to give a special shout out to some of you who have accomplished outstanding milestones in the last year. Members who worked out the most, representing the UK, Obi, representing Australia, YNS1, representing Canada, ES Marshall, and representing Germany, One Wolfhound Mom. And last but not least, representing the US, Tap 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 It Back. Hey, I know you actually. Members who set the most high fives, Anastasia Spins. Top three members with the most tracks loved, Farron27, Sierra A and Red Queen 78. And the member who took the most artist series, Chief Pookie. The first member to try Lane Break when it launched in February, Squiddy 17. Congrats to each and every one of you, and thank you for being a part of this special community. Now, let's get into all the ways to celebrate the Peloton community this weekend. Stop by your local Peloton showroom to get a limited edition homecoming pin, or you can shop our apparel sale at apparel.onepeloton.com. And don't forget to join us in the leaderboard to take live classes throughout the weekend. Robin will be doing a Together We Ride class this evening, followed by a live DJ run with Adrian. We also have amazing Fleetwood Mac artist series throughout the weekend. Check out our live schedule for more details. If you're looking to connect with other Peloton members, make sure to visit our member meet section where you can video chat one-on-one -on -one with other members. Find this feature in the navigation bar to the left of this video. You'll be randomly matched with another member for three minutes. And after that time, you can easily decide to leave early or extend your time if you find a connection that you particularly enjoy. Last but not least, be sure to check out our entire schedule of fun that we've got planned in celebration of this outstanding community. And don't forget to use the hashtag Peloton Homecoming to share your experience with us and the community on social media. Thanks again for joining us. For myself and everyone here at Peloton, we're grateful for you and couldn't be more excited for what's to come. Don't forget, feel good, look good, do better. One love, baby. All right, we're back. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot to discuss. Uh, and there's a lot announced. And uh, what, do you, what do you think so far? <laughs> uh, well, I was getting a billion messages while we were uh, yep. muted. And the biggest thing that everyone is um, 
what's the word surprised about is that mm-hmm. it wasn't live. Um, all of it was pre-recorded and overly scripted. So um, I think that kind of comes from the OG community um, that it's like, uh, well, this is kind of frustrating because we've had all of these people in the past do this live. So um, I think for the people who've been around for a long time, it's kind of strange to see it overly scripted like this. On the other hand, uh, you can tell that Peloton is definitely taking an Apple, you know, page from Apple's book here. And this is exactly how their, their, you know, yearly announcements go. So Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense to me. The other thing that people seem to be talking about uh, is it was uh, a 10 second intro for the rower. People were very surprised. All we got was 10 seconds. Um, and we really didn't see any highlights of how it differentiates from any of the other competitors out there, uh, which would have been nice for homecoming. But um, I am glad to see that Adrian is going to be kind of the lead instructor on this. That makes perfect sense. Um, and so that's pretty exciting. What, what stood out to you, Colin. I mean, there was a lot there. Um, yeah, no, the, in terms of like this, the scripted, I think last year was similar, right? With the, it was all pre recorded with uh, mostly John Foley talking. Um, you know, I don't think they could have done it any other way. I don't think Barry could have hand lasted. I mean, his pre scripted best attempt looked like it was a struggle. Uh, so it's not like there's, there was no other way they could have done it. But I am glad they didn't keep Barry on for too long and they kind of spread it out amongst the coaches. I think they did a much better job of being excited about what's going on and um, then, then Barry can muster. So um, I think that was a good choice for sure. Um, and, and, I think, and I guess that makes yeah. sense. That's their yeah. job, right? Like they're, <laughs> they're used to, they're used to entertaining us. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And there was a mix. I, I mean, I put down a list of all the new announcements and what we can talk about all of them. I think, uh, yep. I think there's a lot here that's kind of exciting. Um, there's a lot announced that, I think maybe is just like normal stuff that kind of happens with Peloton throughout that just happens to be kind of this month's new thing. Um, but I think there were, were some announcements that are, are pretty exciting that, you know, people will be really happy with. Um, the, the first off, obviously we got to talk about the, the rower. Um, yeah. Now that rower from what I could see, cause I, I don't know. Did you, were you, did you see like the leak design that came out like a few, like a month ago or so. Well, no one ever was sure that was actually Pelotons because no. there's the other makers out there that that they make they make the rower for other places. In fact, um, I'm pretty sure over in uh, the Run Lift Live group with uh, John Mills that John Mills runs, they mm-hmm. they said that it was not the Peloton rower. I don't remember how yep. they came to that conclusion. I, I saw that too, and I kind of figured out okay, it wasn't that, but that rower that they showed there looked exactly like that design. Um, so they all kind of look the same. Um, well, I the feel reason, like if you- the reason I, I say that is because of the thin front that's very unique, uh, for rowers. Typically most of the, the stuff is I, in the front. I think the hydro looks like that too, though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe again, it was such a, it was such a short thing. It looked pretty it was, thin to it me, but it, it could have been, but, um, it, it yeah, I'm not sure. Red- obviously I'm not sure. The red details stood out to me. Uh, that yeah. was the one thing that like caught my eye that looked different. Um, and I think it makes sense. We've been talking about this for a long time since the uh, smaller tread was announced, but they have said since then that the screen used for that will be used for the rower. It looked to be about that size. So that, that makes sense. Um, and I'm not sure 
I think that there's going to be um, feedback and things like that. That what what I've heard from people in the know is that there will be differentiators uh, from this rower to other rowers. Um, that it will be things that people are going to be very excited about. Um, but I haven't been able to get to the details of exactly what that is because people are concerned about being found out. There's a very small group of people who know about it, um, mm-hmm. so they don't want to reveal too much. But Supposedly, there are things that people are going to be very excited about waiting this long. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super curious about it. I think, you know, with rowing, it's it's interesting because there's not um, – it's one, it's it's the first one that's really not hands-free in terms of equipment. Mm. So with a sure. bike, you can tap, you can interact with the screen while you work out. A treadmill, it's harder, but it's like – you know, you, it can be done. You, it's harder to high five people. You you miss and high five random people, but it can be done. Uh, with the rower, it's like much harder because you're you're holding onto a handle while you're rowing. You can kind of like let it go, but that's sort of uh, sketchy. Um, Your own risk about punching and, yourself in the face. <laughs> exactly, and and with rowing, you know, if you add too much kind of special features, it sometimes makes it like a worse experience in terms of like what the rower is. And so my my thought is. Maybe what kind of a differentiator, since what I think is the biggest differentiator for Peloton compared to anybody else is its social element. And I think, you know, maybe there's a way to interact with the screen on the handle itself uh, or or some other means to do that. But I'm curious what other differentiators there could be, because, you know, with rowing, it's such there's so it's so basic, but the basics has worked so well. So I'm curious of what innovation they've kind of been working on. I am curious as well. And I I was told that something happened with the handles, that they had done something with the handles and they ended up having to scrap it and start over. And that was why it kind of took so long to come out. One of the reasons. Um, so uh, I think I think you're onto something with what they were trying to do. Don't know what they ended up doing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it was it. Maybe that was a three-year, three-year delay for that handle. <laughs> I guess uh, it, it took a while to figure it out. But uh, no, I, I'm really excited about it, and it, it was kind of like I thought. It was I thought it was gonna be a quick teaser. I thought yeah, it was gonna be short and just like a quick look, and that's kind of what it was. I wish we would have seen a little bit more. Just a little um, bit. <laughs> yeah, at least I, I. The thing I wanted to see really the most, to be honest, was to see how like one of the best things about having a rower, I think, uh, for a home like fitness studio is that usually there's a way to fold it up or shrink it down, so it takes up very it takes up less floor space than any other piece of you know cardio equipment, and I'm very curious about how they're going about it because there's. A, bunch of different ways these rowers kind of do that. And I was curious if this one folded up or, or what did. So that's, I could not see that from there though. So uh, no, we'll have to I wait. Either. I was, I was most curious to see the screen. Like does, <clears> since <throat> they didn't show it, it makes me wonder if the interface is different than the bike and the tread, because to your point, it's a lot harder to interact with the screen when you're rowing. And two, the fact that they didn't show it makes me feel like something unique is on there. Yeah, no, it could, it could definitely be. Um, so yeah, that was that was the biggest kind of the shortest announcement, but probably the biggest one. Um, and there was a bunch of others. So let's talk about some of those. Like one was the invite friends feature, and so this feature for anybody who who missed out on seeing what that was is it seems like it's a basically a group like on Facebook you can create a, a an event and invite people to an event and and all that. So 
it seems like they're adding that feature to Peloton where you can create a scheduled workout, invite your friends to it. They can accept or decline. And you can see who's like coming to that workout um, and then all jump in together at that pre-select um, time. Yeah. And right. I and I really like this this feature. It is as they alluded to. It's something people have been asking for for a long time. I mean, I, I mean, since since I started Peloton, there's been people asking for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that you could name the event and choose when you were taking the class, so you can show your friends, hey, this is for you know Kiki's birthday, and you know let's surprise her or whatever. You could put those details in. So that is fabulous because it's nice to be able to share your milestones with friends and it's a lot harder to do it now than it used to be. So this is a great way to increase the ability and make it super easy for people again. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's gonna be really popular. I think it's, I think it's probably the most exciting thing that they announced to be honest, which I, because I, I think people will use it a lot. I can imagine, you know, you know, in the different groups for Peloton and Facebook groups and stuff, people are always trying to round people up together and, now they just have to put out a link or maybe, you know, they know their friends by their hashtag. They can quickly just invite anybody to their big, you know, right. Whatever they want to do. Or I think, I think again, because what makes Peloton stand out to me is the social element and how good that is on the platform um, for them to continue to improve that I think is really good and, and improve the way people can kind of connect with each other on that. Um, I think it's, I think it's really exciting. I also thought, um, I think another key piece of that was that they said that you're going to be able to use the, your schedule as a one-stop shop. So that's going to be great because you're going to be able to see classes that you schedule for yourself, but you're also going to be able to see your group classes, things that you were invited to, and you said yes to. So, uh, I'm glad to see that that is finally getting some, some love, some attention because it's been out there for a long time and it really hasn't been used to its full Mm -hmm. capability. So I'm glad to see that's finally happening. Yeah, no, definitely. And so that was one thing. The next thing was, uh, and this was kind of released to a few people yesterday, I think, was the new Jest workout, which allows you to basically, you know, use any any running or biking workout that you do outside, but have it count towards your Peloton milestones and have it track on Peloton itself. Yeah, um, the first thing the first thing I thought of was, oh, I can't wait to see the arguments that come from this about how people are tracking their workouts and how it's unfair. <laughs> yeah, but again, this has been a requested feature for a long time, and uh, a lot of people will be very happy to use it to be able to to get their dots, uh, it, it, even if they take a ride outside. Um, people have wanted to take a Peloton ride on their bike on an outdoor bike forever, and this will allow people to finally be able to do that. So that's wonderful. Yeah, no, I think because, it, it, you know, with for me, like if you want to, if somebody who's just working out with Peloton, that's their way of tracking their workouts and all their milestones. And, you know, there's definitely times where you're not going to be on a Peloton, but you still would like to have that tracked. You know, not, not everybody uses like Strava or other third party apps to collect like me. I have to like coll- collect all these different things together and it's difficult. Uh, I had much rather, you know, in an ideal world, I could just use one platform like Peloton and just have it all count. Um, and but so I'm, I, I think it's a really good thing. I um, I'm excited for it because you know I'm I don't get the chance to use Peloton all the time just because I'm sure. always testing out various uh, other things. But I always try. I'm, I'm what's really bad about this for me is I'm very um, I'm a very much of a completionist, and it bothers me 
really badly not to get like all the different whatever badges and whatever. And the problem is all these different companies have different, the same thing kind of. So it's impossible at this point, but with Peloton, they do a better job with that. A lot of that, um, the badges and collect like, um, stuff. So I always try to keep my streaks going. Um, and like last week or so, the past couple of weeks, I've been had no time to be able to test Peloton stuff out, but I found a new thing. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> ever noticed this before, because obviously to keep your weekly streak, you have to do something, right? Right. And so Sunday, right. Sunday night, Sunday night, I was like, oh sh- shit, I got to, <laughs> let me just pull up like the five minute meditation, the whatever the yeah. one is. And you know what? On that Sunday night, there was like hundreds of people in that class. So I feel like I'm not the only one doing that because I've never seen hundreds of people in a meditation, like it wasn't like brand, brand new. I feel like yeah. there's a lot of people who do a five minute meditation on Sunday night to keep their streak. Um, absolutely. absolutely. That is, that is a key. And, and it's, it's good, right? It still counts because you need to take recovery days. You need to be able to uh, have a little bit of downtime. And so it, it still counts and it's great that it does. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's definitely going to be good. I think, you know, the arguments are obviously going to be you know, every, it's going to be much easier for people to accumulate a uh, hundred rides or <laughs> or whatever their, um, you know, the minutes, the, what's, what's the, the, the 15 K, 20 K now and, minutes, yeah. that thing. Oh, like if you, if somebody wants to just put it on anytime they walk, right. Uh, it'll be a much, much easier since they have that new walking feature. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm like, I still think it's, really good i don't know if it should count towards all the um, milestones necessarily because not that you couldn't abuse it anyway people just and i, I moving on from that just real quickly because I, I that brings me to another point and i i know you'll have kind of something interesting to say here you know <laughs> they had a really strange you know speaking of like the most things you could do they had the really strange uh member shout out towards the end yeah. where they shouted out like the top whoever did the most workouts in each country um, and whoever had the most high fives, which I know you can't be a fan of, uh, of whoever, who, whoever is the one person who high fived the most people obsessively uh, uh-huh. the entire year. <laughs> um, so it just seemed that they was like, they weren't, that's not the person that high fives me randomly. So I'm getting No, that. well that, that person <laughs> high fives everybody all of the time. Oh I, like it just, it was really strange to me to, to uh, shout out, like not necessarily good behavior, like whoever has the most workouts, probably not like I have friends like you obviously have way more friends on Peloton. I have a shorter group of friends on Peloton and even me, I'm like, whoa, some of these people work out like 10 workouts a day. I mean, given they're short, but it's, uh, and they're not probably even close to the most. Uh, so your point is that healthy behavior is that, is that sustainable? And I mean, it depends on the person. There are people that, that, you know, that, this they ride long rides uh, on the weekends or you know whatever they they have a lifestyle that supports it. But I I agree with you. The average person probably does not need to take that many rides a day. Uh, and and also they should be mixing up the kinds of modalities they use. Hopefully they're not just doing rides. Hopefully they're adding in some strength training and other things. Yeah. No. I just thought it was kind of a weird just shout out thing at the end i like that one guy's name it was like tap tap something whatever but it was it was uh that was just out a little bit strange um so so other things that were announced were some new programs there was the uh, new yoga program called the approach there's a new program with uh called the arms with tunde program 
which I think is probably inspired by the Peloton community, just making oh, their absolutely. own programs with her. And also the, uh, the one I'm excited about is the eight week peak your power zones, uh, training program, uh, that Matt announced as well. Um, the Tunday program is going to be guide first. So that's going to be probably exclusive to the guide for seven weeks. Uh, are you excited about any of those programs? Um, I don't tend to really get excited about the programs. Um, I like yeah. the idea of them. I think they're great, but the fact that they're locked, um, it doesn't always work yeah. with my schedule. Um, I, I kind of find that I'm doing so many different things similar to yourself. I'm not necessarily testing new equipment, but I like to vary my workouts that, yep. um, kind of being locked into something kind of makes me feel a little like too, like, I don't like that feeling, but, um, I will say that, uh, people are absolutely going to be thrilled about taking another power zone programming. Uh, I think that they could release one of those every quarter and that would be incredibly successful. People love them. Uh, and the arms with tune day has been very, very sought after. So I know that's going to be popular as well. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention about the the just work out that I feel like people are going to also be excited about is the fact that you can listen to your own music. People have wanted to mm -hmm. do that like forever. Um, and so not only the streaks are going to be exciting, but being able to add your own Spotify music to whatever workout you're doing, I think people are going to really love that. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's definitely a good, I mean, it'd be weird if like you had to listen to Peloton's playlist as you go for a run <laughs> without a Peloton class going on. Uh, right. It'd be kind of uh, strange. But uh, yeah, no, I think that that's really good uh, that they made sure that that was a, a thing that they that app was going to allow. Um, you know, one of the things I like the program, the guide first thing I'm kind of interested in, you know, <clears throat> do, I don't know. Did you guys get a Peloton guide? Mm -hmm. We did. Yeah. Peloton actually yeah. sent us one, which was very oh, nice. surprising. And, and I think shows that it's not selling well because they've never sent us anything free. So I feel like it just shows that it wasn't, it had kind of a weak uh, start. And, and I think it's doing a lot better than expected now because they cut the price. And I think a lot of people are surprised how much they sorry, do you cut, it. Cut I hear, out a little bit. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. My like, I feel like my computer's just go blowing up. But I, I think I can hear you um, now. Was weird. Um, yeah, sorry about that. The okay. uh, my my mouse and uh, headphones died all at once, which is oh no. Um, <laughs> and keyboard. Okay, but you can hear me. I can hear you just okay. fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, the I mean. I don't know if the guide's doing well or not. I, it's, you know, I, it, I have mixed thoughts on the guide. I think, you know, Peloton has a really good design philosophy across all of their stuff. So everything they make looks and feels and works really well. I just, for me, the guide, I feel like doesn't offer as much as it could or should. And I do, I really have a hard time with, how they've kind of released it because I feel like they're really pushing the most benefits that they're pushing for it are things that are entirely they've chosen to put on the guide by itself that could easily be on the bike or easily be on the app, like the improved UI where you can see the movements ahead of you. Like that's the best thing ever. And I feel like there's no reason that shouldn't be on everybody's screen 
on strength classes. Uh, it's super useful, um, especially since you can see the stuff before the workouts. Like it, it makes no sense to me to have that um, lock behind it. And also like the exclusive content. It doesn't really make sense to me to have exclu- exclusive content locked behind something that it doesn't really provide a ton of value to that exclusive content. It's not like the guy, there's things that the guy does for that content that somebody without the guide couldn't Can't do. do. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I mean, it's pure marketing. It's pure marketing. It's, can you hear me? Can't hear me. Sorry. One I can't. second. It's, you, uh, sorry about okay. this. My, uh, no, it's okay. Um, okay. But we plug. I'm going to see if I can fix this. I think people can still hear us, though. Really, really strange. Um, one second. This will take one second to get this going. Um, okay. Wait, say something. Hello. Okay, I can hear you again. We're okay. Good. Okay. Cool. Uh, and I and I think people at home could hear us too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just um, it just everything on my end just had blown up all at once. It was super strange. <laughs> that happens. Technology is frustrating that way. Um, but, but what I was saying was, I feel like with the, the guide, the content is behind a paywall because it is pure marketing. I don't think there's any other reason to do so, but I think it's super effective. Um, and, and I think it's smart. It's, it's Peloton knowing who their, who their people are. And we're, a lot of us are type A, a lot of us have FOMO. We can't stand not having the newest, the best. Um, and so I think that's smart to know your audience. Um, and it's only seven weeks. It's not like you never get it. So I, I, I think that if they had made it too much longer, I think that that would have frustrated people a lot more than it did. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, I, I get it. And I understand that they had to do it for a marketing perspective. Um, I just wish that there was more to the guy that they could market instead of stuff that, uh, they've just kind of chosen. And cause like, I mean, look, people are paying $44 a month for a membership and to have that membership then being like, Oh, well you actually don't get this better UI. You don't get these other things because you didn't buy a $300 camera. It, it just seems a little bit, maybe it's not the exclusive content to me. It's maybe it's, I'm just bothered by the UI. Cause the UI, like literally that's my favorite part. I don't really like it. I love thing. it. Uh, I like the UI for the, the guide the most. Um, and so that's, that, I wish everybody could have that because it does really improve, um, at least for me, like taking the strength classes. Yeah, it does. It's, it's being able to see how long before your next move. So I totally agree with that. I, I enjoy that aspect of it as well. Um, I, I, I get why they did it. I understand people's frustration uh, and I don't think it's their strongest product ever, unfortunately. Yeah, but it can get better. And that's the good thing about, you know, a software focused thing is, you know, hopefully over time they can improve it. Um, and then another thing I was kind of wishing for when th- that they would announce with the power zone stuff, just because I'm a big fan of the power zone training. You know, one of the my f- things that I wish they had the most, and I think a lot of people in power zone wish is that 
there would be a quick display of which power zone you should be in at any given time. Because that would be nice. As much as I like to listen to to Matt talk for an hour and a half, I <laughs> I don't. Sometimes I wish I could just like watch like a show or something else, but kind of peek down, see where I'm supposed to be at, you know, for for those longer efforts. Uh, and they recently implemented with their new UI changes to like the workouts. They all the power zone classes now are you can see in the class breakdown exactly which power zones at which times. So they have it all there. Uh, they have everything broken down, every class analyzed by those different zones. I was really hoping that they would have that in the UI. I'm sure that they will at some point, but uh, I, that was one thing I was kind of hoping for that that didn't get released. But um, I, I would almost about guarantee that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say, and you know, something else about power zones people have been excited about for a long time, been asking for is power zones on the tread uh, to be able to take an FTP test and, and a run and be able to apply that to different runs. And I, I still think that'll come at some point. I think that will appear, but probably a ways down the road still. Yeah, I think I think with power zone training, the, the biggest issue for them is in terms of population taking power zone. Uh, it's a smaller group, right? It's a really dedicated group, but it's a smaller group. And so for the sure. treadmill, that's also a much smaller group of people using the tread relative to um, the bike. And I think Peloton often worries about adding things that are going to have low attendance because, they, again, they want that social interactivity. During, you, you don't want to be taking a class alone, right? Yep even though you are alone, but you don't want to like, it feels weird when you're in there. Like when I got the guide workouts, that's how I knew initially the sales were bad. Cause I was taking classes on the guide that were guide exclusive. And I was the only person in the class. I was like, oh, that's yeah. really weird. Uh, <laughs> so they, they definitely want to make sure there's enough people. And so maybe that's maybe the slowdown of power, adding power zone type workouts to the treadmill at this point. Absolutely. I'm not sure. Absolutely. I also think that's kind of why they don't really provide very many, uh, programs for cycling because if you're taking a program you're not taking the live new classes so you're not really engaged in what's new at the moment and so i think that is a big reason why they are very slow and and don't really provide a ton of programs all of the time um i wish they would provide like a pro like a, a program as it was live like right right, right. You could follow, like hey we're going to start this four-week program it starts this week it ends this month. You can take the classes live or whenever, and it's only a month long. And afterwards, it and turns see, into a program. I wish they would Tonal do something like that. that. But, and oh, yeah. so it's totally doable. And um, and oh, people yeah. love it. They love it. They love to be able to take the classes live. And I totally think you are correct. That is one of the reasons. Um, uh, Tom, my husband, Tom, always says, hey, they're a content company. Like whatever else they are, they're also a content company. And so they want to push you to the newest stuff. That makes total sense. And I think you're absolutely right. But I, I do think that there is potential there to be able to have those programs. And I think they would get a lot more, um, a, a lot, I think they'd get a lot of people doing it. I don't think it would be, I don't think it'd be an afterthought for people. I think they'd really love it. No, because I think, I think one of the biggest struggles that a lot of people have with Peloton is just guidance and, mm -hmm. you know, knowing what, well, what should I do? Should I do a, a 30 minute Hills this today, or should I be doing you know, recovery rides. I don't know what to do. Like most people don't know what to do. So they just do whatever music they want, but long-term, you know, by taking, I think I, it depends. Like for the biggest thing is 
for most people that they're motivated, they're having fun doing it. That's the number one priority, right? That they're having right. a good time. And so that's what Peloton focuses on. And I think that's correct. But also long-term, you need to make sure that people get results and so, yeah. and don't burn out. And so to have, you know, having a little bit more guidance in terms of yes. what a week could look like for somebody or more examples of, you know, I think could go a long way into helping ensure that their population of members is educated enough to, to be able to make good decisions on, in terms of, to, you know, overall development so they can see progress uh, that they would like to see. And, and so I, outside of, you know, when you're beginning, when you're just getting started, maybe in the first year or so, you're going to see progress no matter what you do, but um, right. long-term, um, I think it'd be very helpful. And I think people w- would like it a lot, but um, I, I know they would, I know they yeah. would. I've, I always, I mean, and they could do it in a general way, like take a hit mm-hmm. class one time a week and take two endurance classes, uh, take, take a regular class. that doesn't have any kind of um, any kind of heading and it's just for fun, like do that one time a week and then make sure you're mixing in yoga and make sure you're mixing in these other things. They could do that in a general way. Um, but part of the problem now is that, uh, they don't have classes long enough to support that anymore. Live classes that are new Mm -hmm. coming out all the time. I mean, there's one 45 minute run a week. There's one 60 minute run a week. I mean, that's not enough to support the, the different kinds of, of activities that people would want to do. So if they're going to do something like that, they need to be able to produce the content and not just focus on the 20 and 30 minute classes. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So other things that were announced, uh, one was the, uh, they're working with a Google talkback to have a screen reader yeah. for the blind yeah. or sighted, um, which I know that was a, a pretty frequently requested thing by a lot of people um which is yeah and for years for years yeah Yeah. so um that's great and then in terms of also kind of adding to the inclusiveness uh it sounds like they're going to be coming out with new adaptive program uh programming with uh logan aldridge kind of leading in Mm -hmm. charge and uh so again that again they're just kind of like they already have a, a lot of people who would take these be interested in that type of programming and classes. So just kind of catering to a wider group is, is always good. I think, um, what else they had, uh, they mentioned a lot about like a couple of things I just noticed that Barry and others mentioned a lot was one still sticking to that hundred member number, which I thought was interesting. A hundred million members. I I thought it was Barry, but maybe it wasn't. I thought it was Barry, but I thought maybe it wasn't Barry, but I remember at some point they're talking about like, yeah, the hundred million number number is like not a good number to focus on. That's not like a realistic short, like long, it may be like very long-term number, but uh, I don't know if it's like the best. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who said that, but his, yeah. his take on it was a little different in this video than it was the other day on the earnings call. So that, that just okay. was a little interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that earnings call in, in just a moment too. Cause I, I want to hear your thoughts on, on, on all of that. Um, and then the other thing I, I saw them mention a couple of times, especially relative to the Delta airlines was talking about, you know, Peloton on a non Peloton platform. And I yep. think, that is a direction they are definitely going to be trying to go to, to making Peloton more of like a Netflix or something that's more accessible on a wide variety of platforms rather than just being in an enclosed platform. Um, is that kind of something that you were thinking as well? Or 
I, I definitely think they're headed in that direction. And uh, again, that was something that Barry alluded to uh, on the earnings call. So I, I think that that only supports that theory. Um, I think we're going to see that. Uh, what makes me a little nervous is I'm fine with Peloton programming on other platforms. What makes me nervous is bringing in other developers to be included on the Peloton platform, making it more open source. That concerns me. Just because I don't, people have always felt like the content is king. And when you start throwing in all these other content makers, I have no idea what you're going to get. Yeah. And the way I see that, I, I'm i mixed on it. I think it's probably going to be good and bad. It'll definitely be good for Peloton. Uh, well, but sure. The membership <laughs> experience, I'm not sure. I, the way I see it is because I'm a, a nerd, I'll play like video games, right? So like on a PlayStation there's there's first party exclusive. You pay subscription for PlayStation, right? You can you can get PlayStation type stuff, but obviously there's third party games on that unit that are on other units as well. But you can buy and PlayStation gets a cut when you buy it on PlayStation, and that makes kind of sense that you have it within that ecosystem. And that's how I kind of picture that Peloton is trying to do too. Is where hey, you pay for a subscription, but we also have a store. You can buy these other programs from these other people as well and people can, yeah. you know, can take those types of classes on the store I, i'm not sure if that's what they're it sounds like that's kind of what they're going for if it's can, something that's you know picking and choosing i could see that that being more valuable it concerns me long term what that does for the the stars which are the instructors um like what does that do to uh their viability what does that do to their kind of star power um and and does that kind of lead them down the path where they're not they're not feeling as exclusive anymore? Yeah, no, I'm I'm not sure um, what it'll be like for them. I'm sure there's a lot changing for them over the past two Absolutely. years. Absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm you know one of the that's an interesting thing too is like you know Peloton for how you know, not great of a year they've had, they still surprisingly, you know, do so well with how well they retain their coaches. Uh, Absolutely. Which uh, I think speaks a lot to kind of how they work with them and the, especially given the talent that they bring, you know, that's also probably another big thing that Peloton is unique about is how good they are at talent scouting. Cause they don't bring yeah. in typically like famous people already that to their programs, they typically bring in just people that they find. Um, they, they definitely have shifted more towards people that have a following now, mm -hmm. like the newer instructors, but, but certainly not like they're already stars, but they are well known in that fitness industry. Um, and they, they do an excellent job of vetting them and training them and making making sure that they have six good months of like teaching them all of the peloton speak before they go live and making sure they're comfortable with that i i cannot not fault them for their talent they do an amazing job with that absolutely yeah and, and just being able to retain them because i'd imagine that part of their pay has to do with the stock and i can't imagine you know obviously what they're making some of them were making two years ago is going to be different than now. And, but yet people are, are still sticking with them. So I think that speaks a lot to, to how Peloton, you know, treats their, their coaches and, and what's going on there. Uh, they also mentioned as was already kind of known that they're reopening the studio this summer. Um, and I know there's a lot of people excited about that. I'm curious to see how that's implemented. Uh, personally, I hope it's like 
partially implemented as uh, you know as somebody who came into peloton while there were nobody in the studio i feel like i would prefer i prefer the classes when there's nobody else in there um, yeah there is a definite uh dividing line between people who joined in the last year versus people who joined many years ago of, yeah. of what the preference is there so it will be curious i will be very curious to see are there classes that do without are there classes that do with um, and then also, how is that going to work for people who travel to New York solely to go to classes? I mean, that has always been a thing in the community. And I think it's going to be a lot more difficult to get in the studio now than it used to be. So I'm very curious to see how that plays out as well. Yeah, definitely. And more and a lot more expensive. I think if there's a high demand and Peloton needs cash, they're going to definitely going to be charging a lot more to, to attend their classes, uh, which they should, you know, it, they're not going to bring in like hundreds of people in there. It's only going to be a, it's, it's typically what, like a, a group of like 20 or something. Or uh, I think at the new studio, they reduce the amount of bikes and I think it was around 50. Um, and so okay. at the old studio, it was a little bit bigger and they actually reduced the amount of bikes going into the new studio. No one's ever had full classes in the new studio because it closed okay. before it ever opened to the public. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. So that was pretty much all that I got from that keynote again besides barry i know you had mentioned i think i saw it in maybe your instagram where you mentioned like <laughs> barry needs some work talking uh like yeah. a talking coach on the stock call but yeah i didn't i i didn't i read the stock uh call but i didn't listen to it and uh but yeah he's he's not going to be the most energetic <laughs> uh and it's, it's not just energetic it's it's like <clears throat> It's almost like he's bored to be there. And I know he's not like, I don't, I don't think that that's how, how he intends to come across, but, but it's also the words he chooses. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that I, I know people were frustrated that this morning was very scripted, but I think it needed to be very scripted, especially uh, for, for Barry, because uh, when he says things like, oh, well, there's a lot more talent in this building than I expected. Uh, mm. And he didn't say that once on the earnings call. He said it twice to two different questions. And I feel like so disrespectful to the people that are there and who've been there since the beginning. I mean, it's just, ouch. It, it just, that's not something I would expect from strong, vibrant leadership. Yeah. And not to make it too much like a bash on Barry type of deal, but, you know, when he came on, it was a big talk. Like he tried to make a big show of like, oh, I'm not here to sell Peloton. I'm here to grow it. I'm moving my family over. I wouldn't do that if uh, I wasn't going to be here for a long time. We're right. not going to change the rates. We're not going to be changing the membership rates. But like, there's a lot of things he said that like, it was very obvious. I, to me, it's like, dude, the guy's like almost 70 years old. He's retired. He's coming out here for, he's like a, you know, the end of the baseball game. He's coming in as a closer and he's trying yep. to bring his experience from all the companies he's worked with to help bring Peloton into a better position to be ran by somebody else. That's not Barry. And, uh, and I don't think he's going to be here for much longer. I think he'll be here for maybe a year at most. Um, just, and again, he doesn't like, you can just tell from his demeanor, from what's going on. It doesn't seem like he's going to be the guy to, to kind of lead Peloton moving forward into uh, a really good place of where they need to be. Um, but I think he's trying to get things ready to get prepped for them to be, you know, hopefully most likely purchased by a company that can give Peloton like what they need to be able to deliver exactly what they want. And so, um, 
I'm That'll be a crazy day. Yeah. And yeah, I think I, it'll... Uh... <laughs> well, <laughs> given their stock, it, it could happen, you know, any week. And so let's let's talk about that a little bit now, too, because sure. you listen to this stock market call. Um, and obviously, so Peloton stock has gone from close to 170 to now it went uh, as low as $11. Um, yeah. Now it's a little higher. I'm sure after this call, it's a little higher just because people get excited when, when there's new things announced. But uh, what are your thoughts on the, on the, on the call and what, what happened with Peloton's earnings? This it was, quarter? it was just very different than any other earnings call they've done. Uh, typically they kind of have a very slick packaging of, here's our earnings, here's all the things that we've done in the past quarter, and they kind of go through that. Then when we get on the call, they kind of talk through the earnings letter that comes out. And mm. um, this time, it was, it, this is what I mean about the demeanor, and this is what I mean about somebody needs to kind of help him because it was very cold. He he started the call mm. by saying, yeah, um, William Lynch is, uh, he has resigned effective immediately, and uh, we're not going to talk about anything in the letter, so what do you want to know? And like, that was it. And we just went straight into questions. And uh, it okay. really surprised me um, because I don't expect him to be the same as anybody else has been. He's his own person. But I've never heard an earnings call sound that cold ever. Like they usually have some yeah. passion behind their words. And um, he he just, it, it didn't come across that way. It was very, it was just very different than what we have seen before. Um, so that struck me. And uh, then they talked because they didn't go through the letter. Um, there were no questions about some of the things I would have liked to have known. Like, like, well, you just, you just like changed all of these things. Uh, what about this big revolving credit that you guys just took? What about the debt? Like, can we talk about that? Can, can we talk about the fact that you're changing all of these other things? Um, and he didn't talk about any of that. It just, we just went straight into whatever anybody brought up. And so it was, it was unique and, and not what I expected. <laughs> yeah. It sounds really strange. Cause I mean, typically these calls are, they're so like they're trying, they're this CEO, whoever's leading them is, is a salesperson is trying to sell everybody on whether it's good or bad that of what's going to be happening going forward. And uh, it doesn't sound like it was a really that so much just kind of like hey let's just get through this we know it's not great yeah and and you know one of the last questions i think it was the last question was like what has surprised you about working at peloton and that was the second time he brought up that the talent was better than he expected um and he alluded to some things without saying them and he he was very clear like he didn't want to signal anything but he also was signaling at the same time by saying things about the retail stores i kind of got the impression that um Maybe they're because they're going to be working with distributors uh, in the future. He talked about um, other retail partners. Um, I don't know if he meant by retail partners to distribute, if he meant to have space in their stores. Uh, he was not clear about that. But apparently things are happening. I hope that does not end up cheapening the brand. But that was a very big surprise. Uh, and it makes you wonder the future of the current retail stores. Yeah, the I'm not sure how many retail stores they have. It seems like they have a, a good amount. 60. <laughs> yeah. yeah six, um, 60 plus at this point, I think. <clears throat> yeah. And when you're not moving a ton, especially during the summer, I don't know. It, it sounds like they, they have been talking a lot about new distributors. Um, and I don't know exactly what that means. Like you said, if it means more retail stores or it means them selling Peloton bikes on Amazon and having them 
work. I'm not sure what that means exactly for them. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look necessarily good for the retail stores unless that rental program turns out to be a big hit. That's in which true. Case, that, in which case the stores could be more viable as a means of uh, people renting and returning and all that um, because you do need to have some sort of storefront in order to do that, I would imagine. Um, but or maybe not. Maybe there's just a warehouse that you just call into and they pick it up. I, I don't know because they right now they would just come and pick up your bike if they were going to do that, and it would just yep. be the logistics company. So I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, no. It's it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, and I know Pelotons have want they've avoided having that distribution in the past in retail. I think largely the same reason why they don't like having their bikes and stuff in gyms uh, because they want their stuff taken care of and looking nice and having that you know certain image associated with it um yeah like i went into a best buy the other day i had a you know a hydro and a tempo and that hydro is beat uh like i bet one it was gross like i wouldn't have touched it but it was it was not looking good um so obviously it depends on the location and the like who's taking care of these things and so that's probably their biggest concern is that this isn't going to have the image that we would like it to on the other hand peloton has an image problem they're trying to solve of being a um luxury item right. at the same time so it's always kind of interesting to me that they don't want to be seen as a luxury item but all of their marketing and all the decisions they made in the past have been to reinforce the idea that their equipment is a luxury item and now they're trying to i think get a wider audience and you know reprice their stuff so that it's more comparative to others and so that it's not seen so but it's it's a hard line to go back on i think and i think they're struggling to figure out how does that how to like you said maybe not cheapen the brand but at the same time you can't be seen as something only for you know people who can afford a luxury. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I was actually talking to somebody totally unrelated not that long ago, and they didn't know anything about Peloton, except that they couldn't have one. Like in their minds, it was like, oh, I, I'm a, I'm a young mom. I can't, there's no way I could afford it. And I was explaining to them, oh, they do so much more than just the bike. I mean, first of all, they have a perception problem that Peloton and bike are synonymous. There's so many people that don't know about the tread. There's so many people that don't know about the strength of training that they do. Um, and, or that you could have the app and only do workouts at, with, with your own equipment. You don't have to use theirs. And there's a lot of people still that don't know that because mm. as to your point, it's a luxury brand. You can't afford it. Yeah. And that's why I think it's going to be interesting. Now, one thing they mentioned on the call and I have seen, they have a new marketing campaign that I think was released yesterday. Oh, it's um, amazing. I love this and, one. <laughs> and so they, it seems like they one of the things, and I don't know if I, again, I don't necessarily agree with it as a strategy, but it'll be interesting is they want to right now, I think, they sell predominantly to women. Uh, that's like the vast, vast majority of their purchasers. I think it was like 70 or 80, maybe 80%. Um, and they want that number to be closer to 50 to 50. And so they want to change the marketing to allow for that. Um, and so the, the new ads definitely show a lot more guys and more sports kind of focus. Uh, they're like hyping up a football team and doing different That's stuff. That's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't take it as marketing more towards men. 
Um, I, I that's interesting. And then I guess yeah, I or it was it was, in the, it was in the letter. It was in the share letter where they said they yeah. wanted the men to be fifty percent. Um, but and I'm curious if it'll work out. Um, for me, just as somebody who's been in fitness for a long time and done marketing for like fitness studios and stuff, like generally, I've always found it like guys are really hard to market group classes to. Yeah, guys generally will do a group. They like group classes, but usually it's easier to market towards women and women bring their husbands into a class or whatever. And then they end up liking it and they stay around. Uh, and that's how I feel like about Peloton. It feels like kind of a similar, it's like a group class kind of in that model. I, I don't know if you're going to ever get to 50, 50% um, for the guys. I don't, it's hard to market. And it's, I don't know I don't, why. I don't it just, think it, so. It's hard. I don't think so simply because their strength I, I think a lot of, I think it's men that want more strength training in general. And they have a, they have a predisposed notion of what strength should look like and, uh, and, and free weights um, with somebody else leading them through it, isn't it? Uh, and I don't even mean that that's a bad thing. I just think that, that people, they just, they just have what they look, what it looks like in their head and Peloton isn't going to be that for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it will, but I think, I don't know if they'll be the ones to make that decision. I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> you, think will... you think their wives are going to convince them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think, I think there's way more, there's way more guys on the platform than there are guys buying the Peloton. I think just the decision, even if the decision, they kind of want a Peloton, they're going to buy it for their wives. And even though they, they secretly want it for themselves, uh, I just don't think, um, the studio bikes, studio cycling in general just has always been a much more woman dominant thing. Um, just because of whatever, like, I'm not really sure why, but that's just the, the way it is. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious about how they think that'll help them market to a wider audience. Uh, but it may be, maybe it will. I'm not sure. It's, it'll be interesting um, for them. And they, they also seem, Oh, I was going to get um, your thoughts on finally before we go to about lane break too. Cause that was the one other thing I yeah. wanted to talk to you about because uh, they're mentioning lane break and in the report, they mentioned that like, Hey, lane break is doing really well. We want to expand further into this gamification. Um, and so that was kind of interesting because mostly because it feels like it's really weird to me of how they're treating lane break. Uh, it's a very distinct different thing on the app so it's not very visible they even added a like shockingly to me because with the scenic rides and stuff like that they almost never add new stuff to it but for the lane break they've been adding a ton of new classes each and every week yeah it's like but, three every week at least yeah at least and then in terms of announcing that or telling people about that they have not done that at all like most people i would imagine uh think that there has been no lane break. You can't tell that there's new classes released unless you know like what the ones were. Um, it's, it's so it's interesting. really weird. DJ, yeah. DJ John Michael posts it every week. He posts the new ones. And that's that's what made me start going okay. and looking. And and so uh, sometimes Peloton puts it in their stories, but they have not been consistent about that on Instagram. Um, they, they certainly have not been pushing it. Uh, for example, the way that they push their podcast or the way that they pushed that, that show on the leaderboard. Um, so 
I definitely agree with you. It is it is interesting that they don't push it that much, but it is it is definitely gaining steam, and I love it. I love Lane Break. It is so much fun. Yeah, no, I just figured like on the on the main app, like when you're taking a class, like when you join the home screen, if there's new, like maybe have like a spot that shows the new ones of the week or yes. something to show you. Um, that would be fabulous. Yeah, and I'm curious to see what they do with it. Um, you know, personally for me, I like the idea of Lane Break. I thought it was fun. Um, the only problem I have with Lane Break for the most part is when you like gamify a workout, I always like to see that workout. If I looked at this, the data from the workout, Afterwards, yeah. it should look like a class or like a training, like it would, like with the graphs, like how hard you go. It, if it's a good, it should look like a good training class, like you would typically yeah. see. My problem with lane break is that it doesn't look like that. It looks like it's like very spiky. It's it's a lot of those uh, whatever those things are called, where you uh, yeah really I, fast. I don't know what they're called, but I know what you're talking. Pretty about. much like and spin ups, just like spin ups. Y- yes, with, yes, yeah. I, I feel like I treat them as like hit classes. You okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so to me, to me, it's like they are, but then I will like, I kind of challenge myself when I take them to like get a hundred percent and go as hard as like, I'll go in the hardest lane and the hardest choices the whole time, whatever I, I choose and see if I can sustain that the whole time. And then I end up feeling like I had a hit class and I can, tell, yeah. I can tell that I worked really hard because of my average output compared to what I would have done in a regular 30 minute class. But I think that that's a fair point. Your graph does not look like you would expect it to look after a bike class. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're not, they're not like hard and good workouts because they are obviously very hard. Um, depending on if you push yourself on them. Um, it just, I wish there was maybe more a variety in terms of like how the class is designed on those so that it, some at least look like at the end of the day, like if I was going to take a power zone class or a Hills class, or if I took a power zone or Hills lane break class, it would kind of look similar in terms of like what I was actually doing to my body. Um, no, I, I think that's a fair point. I mean, if you look at it besides something as entertainment or in my case, a hit class, like, yeah, I could totally see your point. Like you want to see something that's a rolling Hills, or you want to see something that's showing that you're, you're gaining strength from this, or you're, getting power you've worked the kind of that power zone um that would be nice to be able to see and and you can't yet i i can't help but wonder if they will add more design types into it i I know dj john michael has said that um they're going to be adding more to it uh, because somebody was asking on his instagram page about being able to search for classes like right now they just it just shows up as one big page of all Mm. of the different classes you can't even filter by time and so he was saying that that's probably coming, which I took to mean it's coming. <laughs> so, what, okay. so who knows what else is coming, you know? Yeah, no, it sounds, it, it seemed like from what they were talking about that it will be expanded upon and that there will be new, new things coming to it. Um, but it'll be interesting. And yeah, I'm excited to see what they have in store. I'm excited about the rower, of course. Right. And uh, we'll just Are you going to order one? Well, I have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, uh, you yeah, know, just to. Re- I, I have seven. I have. I have, so I just moved this weekend uh, to a new house, and I, I moved seven rowers here. Uh, so, you know, obviously a Peloton rower, I'm gonna have to get uh, be able to test it out. And you know, I like rowing. Rowing is actually probably my my 
very close. I mean, they're all, I like running too. And I like biking, but I, there's something about, I've been rowing for like 14 years. So like I, there's something about rowing that I just like more, but it's definitely different. I'm, I'm, it's, it'll be really interesting to see how it's done. I'm so curious about it because it's so different than, than the running or the biking. The sessions are generally much, much shorter uh, right. for people. Um, so it'll be, I don't know. I, I'm really curious to see how they will do it and how they're going to differentiate themselves from like, let's say hydro, for example, um, who just focus entirely on rowing, like how, how much of a different experience it'll be on the machine itself. I mean, obviously the, the content will be much different. The content is going to be Peloton content. And I think we all know what that will look like. Um, but like it, just to see how, how it works within the machine and what makes it unique. Um, yeah, I'm really, excited really to curious. see the differentiators for sure. Yeah. And and I I mean I've everything I've heard is that there's gonna be real water classes too. So I'm curious if that's true. Yeah, but like like maybe like how they have real bike classes, like outdoor. Exactly. Like a few, maybe exactly. like a few. Maybe like right. a few. Right. Um although although I will say that maybe you're right, because I will say that one of the things, well. You would think there would be more running outside classes than too. I was going to say one of the things I think the reasons they don't do a lot of scenic rides for biking is because the bike is stationary. It can't really, you don't really get the feeling like you're going up a hill as yeah, much on the Peloton bike as maybe like a treadmill. It has that incline. So you can, you know, simulate what you're seeing on the screen. That's and true. with rowing, there's no real inclines or declines. So you don't need to do any of that. Uh, so yeah. it, it would make sense as well but no I'm, I'm curious to see what they do and i think a lot of people are but anyway um thanks again crystal for jumping in here with me and uh sure. watching thanks their, for the uh, invite keynote. yeah of course <laughs> awesome and um for anybody who is watching thanks again um make sure to check out connect the watts on youtube to, for our live shows each and every week or you can find us on a podcast on spotify or apple or others uh podcast services you can definitely find crystal on her podcast can you tell us where to find you yeah absolutely uh the clip out you can find that anywhere you can get a podcast um and you can also find all of our episodes at theclipout.com.